Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of CinemaSwap, the podcast where we take a look at older movies and think, if this was made today, who would be cast as the main characters? I'm your host, Chris, here with my two time-hopping co-hosts, Sam. Hey. And Forrester. I, I am from a, no, I didn't have time hopping, but I am over a thousand years old because of a curse. I was born in the past. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, technically yeah, we're all time true. travelers because that's mm-hmm. just how things work. I'm traveling very gradually through time. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I'm actually traveling down. maybe a little bit too quickly through time. I am aging at a rapid rate. Yeah, you got that weird Benjamin Button thing, except you just, when you hit the middle, you get you start getting old again. Yeah, yeah. I've it's, like, it's, like, it's like a Benjamin yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Benjamin Button yo-yo. So he never gets to be a baby again. He just hits like 32 and then goes back up to 78 and back down again. I'm just going to say it. Not that bad. Not really that bad. Mm. Always. You're always able to drink and buy fireworks. And you know what? What else is life for? Exactly. Babies (laughs) can't buy fireworks. Babies can't drink. Babies suck. (laughs) What the fuck can babies even do? Come at me, babies. (laughs) Nothing. I could fight a baby and win easily. Nine times out of ten. I could kick a baby's ass. Yeah, and that tenth time, that you know, that was that was a TKO. That wasn't a real one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, those refs were bribed. Clearly. It's by points. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count as a win. <laughs> if you have to do math, I don't think so. Clean hit, mat control. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> did I tap out? Well, yeah, technically, yeah, I did. But he's because he had he had me he had arm bar had my neck pinned like I, I couldn't move. That baby's on roids. I want him tested. Yeah, looks like a pudgy baby, but it's just sinewy muscle. One big muscle. <laughs> it's the ugliest baby. He's already got cauliflower ear somehow. <laughs> oh right, Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, we're here to talk about a movie, not disgusting UFC monster babies. Um, boys, Back to the Future. This is my second time ever seeing this movie because it's good, but I think it's like, it's a movie I'll say like, this is a good movie and I don't care about it one way or the other. Like, I won't say it's like, oh my God, it's my favorite. Like some people love Back to the Future, which is, which is awesome because it is a fun, good movie, but it's not one that really gets me too excited any kind of way. Like it's, I like to watch it. I'll tell people you should watch Back to the Future at least once. And that's about what I have to say about that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think it's a very, it is a very good film, but it's not something that you necessarily like watch a lot of. I think if you watch it too many times, you might like in a year, you'd probably get, eh, it just wouldn't be as exciting. Um, yeah, I watched it. You... I watched it in 2012 for the first time. Oh, wow, and so nine years apart, I think was an appropriate amount of time between my viewings. I was going to say like maybe once a year. That, 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 well, that, that 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 like that's that's what I was gonna say. Uh, Back to the Future was good, well written. I'd probably only watch it once a decade. Like yeah. I don't I don't think it I don't think it warrants more than that. It's it's definitely good. I'll definitely watch it again. But I'm thinking like 2031. There are some movies I like to watch once every year or two years because I just love them so much. I don't care if I know what's gonna happen in every scene. I enjoyed not remembering every detail from this movie, so I got like close to that first time watching it enjoyment again because i'm like oh yeah this and oh yeah that and oh yeah like it was nice to not know every single thing i mean i remember the main plot but not every single detail of the film so that was kind of nice to not be just sitting there bored basically 
That's fair. I feel like there is a sprinkling of details that you do yep. pick up on after, like, because I've watched this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably watched it at some point last year, too. So I'm like, I am one of those people that watches it a lot. And to be honest, like, it's just, it's it's kind of neutral background, like, sound now. But this time around, because I actually had to, like, really watch it for work-ish, work-ish. Yeah, this is work. This Force, are you getting paid for this? <laughs> yeah, all my sponsorship, sponsorship deals. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn, yeah, but they're in, just bro. for me. They're just for me, so. um. <laughs> But there are details, like some details that I didn't notice before, some very fun details, but there's not a lot of them. So I would say, I don't think, like when I watch it again next year, maybe, or two years from now, I'm not going to be like, I'm, it's not going to be as much fun. I'll admit that. It's still a good film, but you want to leave at least a couple of years between watches. Yeah, I will say, um, like it is a fun movie. I would, you know, show this to my, you know, kids someday if I, if I ever pop some of them out. Um, Michael J. Fox is is really good in this. He's real smooth. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, I meant to say Eric Stoltz. Wait, no, I meant to say Michael J. Fox. But, um, show. <laughs> Looks like someone's already done some recasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eric Stoltz now is Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's he's great. Like, he's just like slick, he's smooth. Like, I Michael J. Fox is an excellent actor. Whenever I see him and stuff, he's always great. I mean, it's too bad he's so riddled with Parkinson's because that just sucks ass. Like in the last, I mean, I saw Michael J. Fox in a TV show probably a couple, like couple years ago, and is getting to the point where it's it's getting a little a little tough to like to watch him. And I mean, he's still acting though, which is amazing because he's had Parkinson's for so fucking long. So you know, this yeah. episode dedicated to Michael J. Fox. Absolutely, and, and uh, just a great guy too, all around. And you know what, listeners, if you want you want to do something with your money, you want to do some good. Um, you can send it to me. My PayPal is, <laughs> or I guess donate it to like a Parkinson's. Yeah, that's charity. probably that's probably a better better use of the money. Let's you don't know. It. I wasn't gonna do that with some of it. I I'm sure. I'm sure you were. <laughs> um, God. All right, Chris, you got some favorite I, lines. I, 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 I'm I'm gonna take twenty percent off the top. So those. Yeah, it's a admin yeah. fee, like any charity. Yeah, this movie. It, it is fun and it's got some great bits. It's funny when I was watching it, knowing kind of how the, the, the plot of this movie goes, it's, it's so funny how every single thing in the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie is so deliberately said or set up. It's like every single line that is mentioned in this movie has a payoff, which is almost like, it's yeah. almost, it, it feels forced. If you know how the movie goes, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he said this thing and then this, okay, I see what they did there. It's, I don't even know if it's foreshadowing when they're just like, ah, ah, ah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess it is a little bit. I feel like the first time you watch it, the though, first time I, you probably yeah. just don't get any of those lines. Like they just sound like lines until you kind of like, if you watch again, you're like that I can, feels very tacked on now. But yeah, no, it I can, I can really attest to that. So this, this is probably the first time I've watched the movie in like 15, 15, maybe 20 years. Um, and yes, yeah, so like I was listening to like the the it all felt like dialogue, and then as that's as that stuff happens, so like as he was, uh, you know, he got caught back in time. He was talking to Doc to trying to figure out how to do it, and Doc mentions the lightning. I'm like, oh, that's why they mentioned the lightning strike on the clock tower. I thought like that was that was like that was a fun weird detail to put in, and this, I was kind of curious as to why they did script, it. And at that moment, I was like, that's exactly why they put it in. This script is a whole row of dominoes 
and the start of the movie, they just push it, and every single line just knocks down a domino later on. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's it's, it's I like yeah. that when there's payoff for stuff, but every detail of this movie has payoff, which on like on a rewatch, you're like, it feels almost unnecessary to be like that tight with it. I mean, maybe I'm just getting caught up on the wrong on the wrong stuff. I, I don't know, but it's like when people we don't like plot holes. People don't like plot holes. No, so there are no plot holes in this movie. No, it is well, tight. No, there's there's like inaccuracies, but there's no plot holes. It's yeah. it is a very very tight script. I mean, there are some things that I've noticed now that I don't have payoffs. They're just fun background details. Uh, but for the most part, everything you're right. Everything has a purpose in this and i think that maybe back to the future is like uh what's the word i'm thinking of? like a manifesto for like determinism <laughs> like wow. this was always destined to happen the whole reason his name is marty is because he went back in time and if he didn't go back in time then it wouldn't be called marty but he went back it, it's just yeah, a continuous that's loop what i mean now like, he's locked in a time loop which where means, every night is 1 15 i do, at the I do have to say i i have watched all the Family Guy references to Back to the Future more than I've watched Back to the Future itself. And just going through that movie being like, oh yeah, I remember that from Family Guy. Oh yeah, that's exactly, that's great. Back to the Future <laughs> works best as a pop culture reference. Yeah. I think like Back to the Future yeah. is great to talk. I mean, hey, I'm not, and again, we're not trying to shit on the movie listeners. It is a good movie. No, it's a good uh, movie. It's fun. Um, you know, Christopher Lloyd is so fun as Doc Brown. Marty! Yeah. Oh, great <laughs> Scott! We have uh, to go back, Marty. Oh, it was also, it's your like, kids, it was also... Marty. They're assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so funny watching this and being like, you know what? Like, Rick and Morty isn't too isn't isn't too far off of this. They they well, literally I mean, that's what it's based. That's what it's like, based off of. Yeah. It, well, like, yeah, loosely. But, that's, but that that's that's what I'm saying is that like it's. I wouldn't say it's loosely based off this at all. Like, like Doc, like if if Back to the Future were to be rated R, it would be Rick and Morty. Like Doc's an asshole. <laughs> Just like yeah. I'm gonna do this. I I fucking built a bomb for the Libyans. So no, he didn't build a bomb. He built a fake so bomb. that he could put so that he could steal plutonium. Jesus yeah. Christ, dog! You stole <laughs> plutonium from just, Libyan terrorists. Oh, jeez! Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Morty uh, McFly. Uh, I, 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 I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't actually. I didn't actually die from getting shot. I was wearing like bulletproof stuff. Well, he, yeah. it's because he found it's, Marty's note and he taped it back together and read it. That's why he didn't just randomly wear yeah. a bulletproof. Yeah, he's yeah. a crazy character. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go to no. the future. Kids are assholes. I mean, he's careful, but he's careful because he was always planning on going into the future. I think he understands that going to the past could cause problems, but he's like, I still want to see the future, which is why he reads the notes, because, like, the doc doesn't care about the past. He's obsessed with the future. <laughs> Build yeah. a time machine that can go back in time, but whatever, you know, that's a test run. It's all about going forward, baby. <laughs> and the great thing about when he comes back from 2015, uh, the outfit, spot on. I was wearing that every yeah. day in 2015. Yeah, you know, we're we talk about okay, yeah. There's now it will feel. I mean, it does feel dated because of course it will feel dated. There's no way they could have guessed everything, but and they're also really swinging for the fences because it's a lot more fun that way than being like, hey, it's kind of the same. It, it is <laughs> weird. Cell phones <laughs> when at the end of the movie when Doc does come back from 2015, he was swiping on Tinder, which yeah. I thought was a pretty good guess by the filmmakers. 
nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was swiping right hard and fast. Everybody popped up. All right. Because he doesn't have time to waste. I got a list of favorite moments that I forgot about. Like, I know so much of this movie that, you know, rewatching it's a little bit boring, but there are small details that I have no idea how I missed them so many times. And they say my second favorite one is that there's two movie theaters in the town in the main like square where they do the actual like the final climatic scene and like a lot of the introducing like plot device and stuff. One of them is like a scuzzy X-rated like movie porno theater. theater. Yeah. Yeah. That has a movie called Orgy American Style, which I was like, <laughs> how did I not notice that this entire time? Like I've watched this movie so many times and somehow missed that. And there's even one scene where they do like a close-up is of his uh Marty's face. And like it's in the background, clearly visible. Imagine living in a town where your main town square is like this beautiful kind of idyllic town square most of the time i mean the entire city is covered in graffiti because the 80s is dystopian apparently but like who the fuck would put a porno theater in the middle of downtown across from like city hall or the library or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) across from town hall yeah chris let me tell you let me tell you as a as as, uh, as a businessman, it's all about uh, location, location, location. That's right. You got to get eyes exactly. on. Foot Set traffic. it aside from across the road. You, 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 the want, you want somewhere central, close to transit, mm-hmm. uh, and you and you want to be close to your target uh, target demographic. Yeah. And I guess there's like a big evangelical church across the road. So yes. as soon as they're done jerking it to nasty porn, they can go to their mass that now, they're late for. I'm glad you mentioned that, Chris, because that church also there's another movie theater right next to that church. And it is playing a movie called The Assembly of Christ. And it no, actually no, is that's that. the name of the church. It used to be the movie theater in the 50s. And in the 80s, it became a uh, a church. Oh, why would oh, they keep it? the sign like that then? I don't know. It probably cost more money to get to break down the movie theater. <laughs> I, I don't so. fucking know, man. There's, I just assumed it was like these weird competing like ones. Like, no. Worcester, there, there's a church. There's a church like that in Ottawa. It's on like Wellington, or maybe in on Richmond. I don't. Used to be a movie theater. It's it's like a twenty minute walk from my house. Actually, I guess yeah, that does know, make sense. Be, I mean, like an old movie theater. Probably a little bit more comfortable than pews and stuff. But marquees are very handy for getting the good Lord, the good word of the Lord out. <laughs> There's still popcorn though. It's, you know, oh, they know I mean, how to yeah. make money. That's where body you get of the Christ. Money. It's all about the body concessions. Of yeah, you can oh, put God. five bucks in the collection plate or buy a bottle of water. Yo, five dollars for a bottle of water. So it <laughs> Jesus is Christ. Places. Exactly. <laughs> um, um hold on. I want to do my first favorite one. Okay. Which is that model town when the doc like apologizes for oh, sorry, it's not perfectly a scale and painted properly. But my favorite part is when the car explodes, flies off the table and immediately goes into this like just this random barrel of oily rags like it's <laughs> yeah. perfectly like it just yeah. goes right for it and it like kills me because i'm like i forget about that every time i watch this film and it cracks me up every time because it's like it could go anywhere it's this giant like garage and <laughs> straight for that and he may <laughs> he he doesn't like know like no speed required to get over there. He just slowly walks over, grabs his old fire extinguisher, puts it out. But it's like, you think if the oily rags caught on fire, you'd want to deal with that as fast as possible. There's at least one reaction shot of them being like, like just surprised cool. basically being like, uh-oh. <laughs> I think the reaction shot is that Marty's yeah. supposed to be in the car that explodes exactly. and catches on fire. Marty's like, oh, that doesn't look good for me. <laughs> but 
<laughs> that just that touch at the end where it's not a necessary plot point. It doesn't do anything. Like the car just exploding off the table would be enough. But the fact that they keep that shot going and have that little gag at the end, I'm like, solid, real solid. It's maybe one unnecessary part of this film. That's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had a couple yeah, of thoughts about the movie. Her. A couple of thoughts about the movie I picked up on while I was watching it that I wanted to share with you, my friends, and my other friends, the listeners. Um, I thought you were one... just talking to listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are my friends, colleagues. We're, we work together, remember? <laughs> He's a friend from work. I know him. <laughs> um, first off, do you guys want to, I don't know if you looked it up, do you want to guess what a DeLorean cost? In I got it from 1983, so about the time this movie was being made. It, it came, okay. Yeah. For inflation? What, no, no, no. What it costs in 83. I'll tell you what it is with inflation. 80,000? I don't know. That seems like a lot, but so a lot for... 90, in 1983... 4,000? In, in 1983, a brand new DeLorean would cost you $34,000, oh. which with inflation to 2019, $87,000. I was, I was close to the other side of it. I clearly assumed it was worth a lot. I was way I didn't know a DeLorean was like an elite fucking nice car or something. Well, like it's, it is and it isn't. It's a small manufacturer, meaning they can't do like big productions, which yeah. means it's rare. But two, it's an, uh, he briefly mentions it, but it's an all steel like frame. Like the outside's not like, uh, fiberglass or anything like that it's just metal i think most cars are aluminum yeah but i think that one's actually steel like it's yeah. something well, weird that's, where that's it's like difference they, and yeah in the movie they did they did say it was steel yeah it's such an yeah. insane thing and it is like a one-off i didn't look too much into it i should have done my research yeah just i looked it up because when i oh, so I, I i i chose i chose to ignore that fact for like for the well, Doc used to be very wealthy, and he spent all of his money on this time machine. Yeah, oh, that's true. He that's was true. loaded in the, he was in the mansion in the fifties. <laughs> Sorry, that if okay, uh, we'll we'll talk have, about the yeah. Dorian maybe later. <laughs> we will for sure. Another thing, when Marty goes back in time and he meets his mom Lorraine, she is so immediately horny for him, like so she's like a fucking predator, like <laughs> for Dick. It's so funny that she is, is it like I get that that's the whole thing in the movie is that he's trying not to fuck his mom. And usually you don't have to try to not fuck your mom. Um, it's generally pretty easy, but yeah. it's so funny. She's just so immediately like in, in this guy, Robin, Calvin just, Klein. Telling you it's the purple underwear, man. Works yeah. every time. In in, in future <laughs> Robin, they, they just leaned into it. On anyone, Chris. Fry, you have to be fry, careful. Fry, fry is his own <laughs> grandfather. Oh yeah. No, and um it's it's gross in Futurama too. <laughs> Uh, but it's so funny how yeah. like it doesn't there's no build up or like him talking to her or whatever it's immediately no. she's like i want to jump your bones this instant it's, i know you just got them all broken by my dad's car but i'll put them back together with the power of sex with, with something sticky that, it, it's just like <laughs> oh, <damn> it, Forrester. <laughs> hey i'm allowed to do it too chris that's uh, okay <laughs> you'll forgive me <laughs> i it is insane i mean it's true there's not really a, a lot of lull periods in this film and i think they were like we could have talking and that's where she falls from but it's like no it's better just to have her like the complete opposite character where she's approved in the future and in the past she's just 100 percent like oh hot hot and heavy <laughs> ready to go yeah no I mean, it's funny 
it is funny, but it's it's just like immediately she's just like this guy, this is the one well, right now. I mean, they talk about that like Florence Nightingale syndrome about like the nurse falling in love with their patient, but this is like not falling in love. This is like you're yeah. just a piece of meat that I, think I want. She's just, but the thing is, she even mentions like I parked in a car before, which means she just gets a rap, which is fine. Get she yours, is, girl. She's had sex with everyone except for Biff, which good on her actually. And George, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, and yeah, again, that's hey, true. That's totally fine. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with getting your rocks off as long as it's all consensual and you're, you yeah, know, you're having a good time. Which brings up she another should... point where it wasn't a hundred percent like she was forcing herself. On oh yeah, Marty. she was trying to. She was trying to sexually assault her son without knowing it. But that's that's another issue. Um, another thing. <laughs> I was thinking of when the scene where they're at the dance and he's playing Johnny B. Good on the guitar. How funny would it be if Marty invented another um, genre of music like ska by, you know, or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, listen, this one, uh, try to follow up the beat and, you know, yeah. third course, we're going to change it. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> and, just like, and you guys on They Need You Too just brings in like a whole horn section. <laughs> Puts on like a checkered hat and you're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> God. Hey, hey, real big. It's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin <laughs> Fish. <laughs> God. You know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> Listen to this. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it yeah. would just be. And then also him inventing skateboarding would make more sense since he also invents ska on the same day. Uh, yeah, perfect, so perfect. it would just work I, for the genre. I do like that he invents invents rock and roll music, but like everyone immediately knows how to like dance to <laughs> they, it. They change <laughs> the dance so quickly. Yeah, like it just gets very I, crazy, I, very fast. <laughs> Which I makes really me go, like, like at, the, at, the, at the end of the dance, how they just like tie it all together just by saying, that was really interesting music, and then just completely move on from it. Yeah. Well, it's because he fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he went from the 50s to yeah. the 80s. Which I will say, uh, to the credit of yeah. the people casting, whatever, you know, I was uh, going out to like uh, be the band for his prom thing. Yeah. Auditioning. There it is. The judges, they were right. He was too loud. That was the worst rendition of Power of Love I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It was and a it's little... a new song. <laughs> You know, it's funny, though, was all the other bands that were, like, waiting in the wings to go, they all looked like more loud 80s, like, kind of punk bands than his guys. Like, they, Marty and his friends, or in his band, look like normal people, and everyone else looked even more, like, super 80s, like, fucking hair metal in the, look, waiting in line. So, it's like, if you thought this, if you thought Marty was loud, wait till fucking Twisted Sister gets up there. They're all just like, <laughs> maybe we should just get a DJ. <laughs> We'll get the DJ from the... I am the, a record uh, player. We'll get the Simon, DJ from the club at Saturday Night Disco. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever DJ. The guy with the mustache. I swear it's Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I don't think it is. I looked up the movie. He's not credited. I looked it up after we, after we recorded. Oh, God. It um, just looks so much like it. Another, another thought I noticed of the dance. It's an enchanted under the sea theme. And at one point, they're going over the, um, the decorations and there's just someone they hired to be there as a mermaid and sit kind of just above and beside the dance floor. It's a person, not like, I don't think it's like painted. It's yeah, like literally some person in a mermaid costume just sitting there looking bored, watching these fucking teenagers dance. 
like I've been to school dances before. No one, they never hired any life models to sit there in costume and, and just watch us. <laughs> they had, they had better chaperones. Better money back then. It's fancy. All right. Yeah, I guess a new so. school. <laughs> that principal though, real piece of shit. Not a good educator. Not good at lifting the kids up like real scumbag. <laughs> it's the fifties, man. I don't know if that actually excuses that. Everything's great in the 50s. Too. Not well, everything's just, great. Uh, if a student's showing up late, he just gets up in his face and tells him, he tells the student he's a useless piece of shit. The kid's being bullied and he's like, you'll never amount to anything because you've been bullied. You're a slacker. You're, you're, you're useless like your dad. Yeah. Your dad was useless too. The McFly's uh, will never amount to anything. Yeah, good line. Have never amounted to anything in history or something like that. In the history yeah. of this town. And he says, well, history is going to change. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. That felt like a line where I was like that. On the first, like, second rewatch, I was probably like, oh, I get it now. After the second time, I'm like, okay, you actually, that was unnecessary. <laughs> it feels too tight. Also, <laughs> doesn't sound like something someone would say. <laughs> the last the last um, random point when I when I'll make about this movie um biff's goon buddy wearing 3d glasses the entire oh, film yeah. what the fuck what, what, is up with that everybody I has a gimmick I, he showed up with leather fingerless gloves on and he looks beside him the other guy's wearing them he's like oh shit so he had to fumble around in his pockets for whatever he had and he was I at think, the porno theater watching a the 3d movie they didn't have, <laughs> they didn't have I, that I, in the 50s i feel i feel like they wanted to go for like a clockwork orange vibe uh, maybe yeah, uh, I mean maybe I mean they are no all, I don't know I I like, like I, I, would, I would I would say it's because I think 3D first came out in the 50s yeah did it yeah, I mean it must so have it, yeah but also it does feel it, like, it, may, it may have come out earlier but I it definitely didn't come out later look he's just trying to be different guys all right yeah. he invented ska that's the guy who invents ska that makes sense actually <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Um, okay, actually, my very, very last thought about the um, movie in general. Sure, Chris, in sure. the town, <laughs> in the town center, right in front of like the library with the clock tower and everything, there's a war memorial plaque, and it's it's got like World War II, lots of names on it. At the bottom, I noticed it said Korean War, and this movie takes place in '55. The Korean War was still happening, so were they updating that daily? Chris, like, was someone going out there and chiseling? You're like, telling me that the set designers didn't have the gall to erase a war memorial names to make it more historically accurate. What a bunch of bastards. I think they wouldn't have had a section for the Korean war on the war memorial. That's all I'm saying. Like it wasn't done yet. It had just fucking started two years before that. And I'm saying that they picked a real town to film at Chris and they're not going to deface a memorial. For they could have covered it. They could have covered it. I think, but also don't forget, like we're watching this in much higher definition than they ever planned on anyone seeing it. I guess that's true. I just thought it was funny that like they're like, so they're so good with all their detail, except for the guitar, obviously being not invented yet, and that's a, a widely known um, thing. But yeah, it just it made me laugh. Historically like, accurate. I, I just because I, I it made me think of a guy walking up from City Hall every day after the mail comes in and chiseling one or two more names onto the plaque you when know, they get the news work, back. Man. You know, repeat job. Why not? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's just like. Of- Man. <laughs> I was about to say, speaking of not historically accurate i for some reason in the back like when i was remembering this movie i was like i remember it being very i mean it is still very white but i was like i felt like it glossed over a lot of like the racism and then watching again this time really paying attention i was like it doesn't gloss over it and for like a fun adventure movie it's like nope things were different back then and they weren't great for everyone <laughs> well yeah the the 
Goldie, who becomes the mayor of the town, working in the diner and getting shit on by the diner's owner. Um, or just the whole Biff's band. Goon, Biff's goons calling the band reefer addicts when they're I mean, smoking. To be fair, that car was full of smoke. They were definitely well, like, well, like shit. They're going to like hit, you know, fight the one dude or something or fight yeah. Marty. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, we don't want to mess with any reefer addicts. Like they're not crackheads. They're not meth heads. They're not. Like, what <laughs> makes you chill? They're not gonna freak out and bite your they eyelids don't off. Bite you either. They just want to get some food, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're just having a quick break. They're getting, they're getting ready to play a terrible. Pro- Wait, a really fancy. Also, I, I think one of Biff's goons does use a racial slur, which is also bad. Um, yeah, but it, that's what I mean by like this yeah. is. It is a fun. It's almost a fun friend, like family friendly movie, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Like it just there's moments where you're like you'd have to explain some things if you watch this with kids or hope that they just don't notice, which I certainly didn't as a kid, so I can't say. Uh but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, they don't really pull their punches. They definitely make it less bad than it was, but yeah, good on them for at least not like just being like, nope, everyone's fine. It's because it's not in the South. If uh if the McFlies were from Georgia, this would be a different movie. <laughs> um, but speaking of the characters of this movie. I think we should talk about who the main cast is that we're talking about today. And I want to give a special shout out to one of our listeners and a friend of mine, uh, Rob Wilson, who it was his idea for us to recast back to the future, but he had a special uh, kind of twist to it, which we'll tell you about in a second. Um, uh, Rob's a great dude. He listens to the show, loves movies and stuff. He's actually, and I'm just going to give him this free shout out because I love the guy. He um, He's a really good like woodworker makes all sorts of creations like charcuterie boards, coasters, all, anything you want. Model towns for DeLoreans. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Model towns for experiments, all that good shit. Um, listeners, if you want, you know, to check out Rob's stuff, it's raw creations on Instagram, like R a W creations. Um, and you can check his stuff out. He does, he does really awesome work. And I know he ships all over Canada too. Like he shipped some stuff out to Alberta the other day. So yeah, shout out to Rob for giving us the idea uh, for this movie, which I'll, you'll understand why it's a specific idea in a second. So today we're going to be looking at uh, Doc, uh, Doc Brown, originally played by Christopher Lloyd, uh, Marty McFly, originally played by Michael J. Fox, Biff Tannen, originally played by Thomas F. Wilson, and Rob's idea was to also recast the car, because if this movie was made today, they wouldn't be using a DeLorean. Because you wouldn't find one, and he would have a better, he'd have a different car. So we're recasting the car played by DeLorean. Um, and on that note, <laughs> we will take a quick break and be right back with all your cinema swapping action. Hey, everybody, we are back from the break and back to the future, which is the movie we're talking about today. Um, so first up, we're going to recast Biff Tannen, the, I guess, main villain of the film, the town bully, not just the high school bully. He's got, he's kind of got free reign over the entire town and everyone's scared to stand up to this, I guess, teenager. Um, so in my movie and guys, if you're, if you're fans of the show Vikings, you might recognize this actor. Otherwise you probably won't. Um, but I'll tell you why I picked him in a second. That's Alex. Alex, I think it's pronounced Hogue uh, Anderson. That's his name, Alex Hogue Anderson. He plays uh, Ivar Ivar uh, Ragnarsson in Vikings. He's one of the main characters in the later seasons. Um, and not only does he kind of look like Biff, 
the character he plays in Vikings is a real shithead kind of crazy bully type character. He's, he's a real like dark dude. Um, he's mean, he fights, he bullies people and he's like liable to snap on anyone at any moment. So I thought it was a great kind of like, character like Biff and well, um, Alex Anderson, he's, he's uh, Danish, but I think he could probably do a, a, a good American accent or whatever. And he doesn't even necessarily have to, he could just be some kid from Europe, but he has a similar look to uh to Biff, I think. <laughs> yeah it could just be he immediately became an alpha bully of the school <laughs> but i think just he's stuck got, around after that he's got the same look he's he's big strong dude and plays that very similar character in vikings um a more murderous in vikings but he does try to murder in i think later <laughs> back to the future installments as well so <laughs> that's a that's a good choice well, no, actually because no no to be fair he, he did he did try to kill marty in this one he tried to when Marty was skateboarding on the, mm-hmm. the front of the car being pushed by it. He's yeah. like, let's just ram him into this truck. Yeah. Let's just, let's just find he's a, him. He's a psycho. And yeah. in, in two and in back to future two and three, he out, he outright, like he kills people in back to future three. Um, his aunt, or at least, you know, old West Biff does, but uh, the same actor. So I just think, yeah, he, I never, I think he I've never actually job. seen two or three, but two is oh. fine. Three is not good. They were made together, I think. Cool. That's the thing, is they were made, couldn't, like, at the same time. So it's a good way to do a trilogy uh, where you know kind of people are going to tune in for the third one. I mm-hmm. think that's a great choice, Chris. He does look like him. He has the same eyes as uh, Thomas F. Wilson, like that who yeah. originally played Biff. Like, yeah. he does look like a he does look like Biff. He, that's a pretty good choice, actually. So Vi- Vikings is a good show. I have no doubt because he's in that show that he could fill this role as Biff. He looks mean. He looks hard. My only concern is his height. He is only six feet tall. So it kind of depends for me. Oh, don't the worry. Height, the height you have Chris for Marty. Because, because I, for me, like what I really enjoy in this movie is that, you know, when he's in the future, yeah, it kind of looks like an adult. But to have Marty approach Biff for the first time. And like look up to him. And then... See how have, tall he is. I'd have yeah. Biff like completely tower over him like that. That, that to me explains why even ad, like the adults are afraid to to handle him. So but, Sam, I'm but, probably I'm probably gonna let you down with this because I didn't think I, I did think about that, but I'm like, ah, eh, fuck it. I already found. I know who I wanted to play Marty. So yeah. I think we could just shoot it in the same kind of way. Like you know what I mean? It's fine. Just I, 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 I think it's I think it's totally doable. I think I think that like if he comes off as intimidating enough. It'll scare everybody. He's that. also like a sturdy he, jack dude. Like, yeah, you just put him in a tighter t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just make all his clothing smaller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's why I picked. And, and listeners, this is the one I will probably encourage you to Google search uh, because you might not recognize it right away. But uh, if you August watch Vikings, spelt, you'll know the character. <laughs> August spelled H O with the slash through it. G H. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce Danish names. Hog. Probably oh, hog. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Sam. Tell us who you picked to play Biff. Uh, So you are also going to have to Google this name uh, (laughs) because I had to search through a heck of a lot to find out. Like, because like I was like, I really wanted somebody who would tower over my Marty. Um, So like that cut a lot of people that I immediately thought of off the list. Uh, And I landed on uh, Jacob Alordi. who was in Kissing Booth 1 and 2 and 3. How do you spell uh, his name, Sam? 
in the team drama series Euphoria. Oh, in Lordy. Sorry? Oh, I found Jacob Elordi. E L O R D I. Yeah. Uh, he was also in uh, the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, like okay. Like, I remember that distinctly. Like five. Yeah. Okay, okay. He's a tough, tough, tough Australian. Mm, okay. Perfect Biff yeah. Tannen. That's her No, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a big, he's a big looking dude. Looks tough. Yeah, I, I'm about it. That's, I mean, Biff is is a fun character. Like, hey, McFly, hey, butthead, like, yeah. don't be so gullible, McFly. You know, he's he's fucking terrible. He's such a shithead. But I think yeah. it's a fun character. So someone who can play like a little crazy and fun is just it's all you need. Someone who just and I think an Australian guy would have fun with that. So I think that's probably yeah. a good good pick. And <laughs> when I was watching the movie, there's two roles that I could picture Chris Hemsworth in. He's too old or too young. And one one was Doc and the other one was uh, was Biff. Why were you thinking about Chris Hemsworth for this movie at all? What's the point of that? <laughs> I think I think about him all the time, 24-7, Chris. That's fair. Laura has mentioned it's put a strain in your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then opened up a whole lot of new doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a it was a strain and then a a big push forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Some might say a back door open. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you make Laura wear a fat Thor costume sometimes for role playing. <laughs> um, awesome, cool, great pick, Sam. Uh, I would like to plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're not in the U.S., we don't have amendments like that, and you can't do that here. Nope. <laughs> tell us every. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but please don't tell us anything. We don't <laughs> no, want to know. No, look. I mean, this will just be for yeah, Chris because no. he will have to edit all of this out. <laughs> No one's seen it. The <laughs> listeners need to know as well. If we have to know, if we are burdened with this knowledge, it has to be out there for everybody else as well. Uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I can accommodate that. That's fine. Really spread around this thick, soupy brain gravy that Sam's laying on us. I'm going to talk about my I pick if that's like all right. <laughs> any, any, any of those words you just used, Chris. None of them. <laughs> oh, it's dry and sandy. <laughs> You don't want thick, soupy brain gravy? That's like the thought. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I, I picked, I think, now that I like know your two picks, I think I picked the best known actor. I did not look up his height. He's actually not terribly tall, so we'll have to do some you know, editing and some trick photography. Elijah Wood? <laughs> Peter Dinklage. No, Peter Dink- uh, oh my God, he'd almost be scarier. He's just he's a really old, tiny boy. Unfortunately, that's the problem. Yeah, uh, my actor too is probably too old, but he has kind of a baby face, and I think he looks more like a bully now than he did when he was younger. Uh, I went with Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. For people who don't know, he's in everything. He's just that, bad. like. If you think of kind of a ginger-haired background character, he's generally that guy. He's the guy who shoots the kid in Breaking Bad. Yeah. He's like Walter's assistant after Jesse leaves. <laughs> Replace him with another Jesse. Yeah, a different Jesse. Yeah, no, he's so, great. I mean, when he's we... got that. He's got, like I said, he started off like when he was like skinnier and younger, he looked more kind of geeky, like bully thing. And I think he's Friday Night Lights. He's kind of that character. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched all of it, so who knows if it changes. But like, he's bulked up quite a bit, and now yeah, he looks like yeah. he could be like a small he, town bully. He look, he looks, he looks like Biff. Like I, like if if you, I always say like, Jesse Plemons looks like a blonde Matt Damon. 
He looks like oh, Matt Damon. I'm so happy you said that because one of the nicknames on IMDb is Meth Damon. <laughs> they killed me. I'm so happy you brought that up because I was like, I have to bring that up at some point. I have no idea how to bring it up. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> as soon as I saw him in Breaking Bad the first time, I'm like, I'm like, is that Matt Damon? No, it's no way it's Matt Damon. It just he just looks like a kind of younger, a little bit like he looks like the poor man's Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, and he's great. And not to him, he's a, think- he's a good actor. He's in lots of stuff. Yeah. No, he's actually a really like he's got a good range. He's a really talented actor, but like, I also think so. I think it'd be really funny is to so, like, I think he's good for two two reasons. So one one so he's thirty three. He doesn't look like he's thirty three. Looks like he's a little bit yeah. younger. I wouldn't put him in high school. But that's okay. Could, but no, but but you could age so you could use makeup to age him school. down a little bit, and then when you use makeup to age him up, it's not going to look as fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe it's his third plus, time repeating plus, for uh, grade twelve. <laughs> that's exactly what i was going to say is you, oh, you age him down also, a little bit to look like to look say like he actually 20, goes to that high school <laughs> or 20 or 22 or or whatever yeah, yeah he was he was in the high school yeah but what i'm saying is the 1950s and he's clearly a sexual predator he might just be in that high school <laughs> yeah he's a proto uh yeah he, he could he could be part of the custodial staff oh god he is in the future what was the other reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. he's good sam <laughs> Well, it's that, that so that that was it. it oh, is, he can is, play is, younger. So re- reason one is that is that he's he's easy to age down, easy to age up, but he's never going to look like a high school student. But I also think that that would be funny for Biff to be repeating the twelfth grade for the I don't know umpteenth <laughs> yeah. time. I also don't think the original Biff really or eleventh or whatever school. grade he's in. They don't they don't have they don't ever say. Mm-hmm. But that's fair. What um, I also what? want to give an honorable mention to. I found this actor that's and right. I. In the back of my mind, I kept remembering, uh, like I kept thinking of this character, and I had to look him up, and I realized he doesn't look anything like I remembered him. But he's in, well, he's in the first Captain America film, and I had to like hunt this guy down. I had to find the scene, find the guy's name, and actually find like who he cast because he's somewhere in like the twentieth line. Um, he's the kind of big bully guy in uh, Captain America that doesn't get turned into a super soldier. Hodge is his name. Oh yeah, he's played by a guy, and the reason I have to mention this: this guy's his name is Lex Shrapnel. That's which, amazing. It's not his real name because his real name is Alexander Shrapnel. Alex <laughs> <laughs> <Alex's> Shrapnel. <laughs> I looked that. I was like Lex Shrapnel. I was like, that's such a cool name. I have to bring that up, otherwise I'm going to forget. People need to know this guy. <laughs> he should be in every '80s action movie. He, he like sounds, the star. He doesn't sound like a real name, and. I don't know how you get. He's going to be the next Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's a but Vin Diesel. That's not his real name. This guy was born with that name. <laughs> when no, the world Steve, is in Steve, danger, Steve Super Bionic right. Commando Lex Shrapnel yeah. save the day. <laughs> and he'll punch yeah, a dragon yeah, yeah, to death. Have, uh, Anyways, a, he's a, also a, a good like substitute. <laughs> yeah, he's a good substitute as well. But I think Jesse Plemons looks more bullyish in my mind. Mm-hmm. or at least can play it a little bit better that's a good pick all right guys so <laughs> that is recasting a biff now next i want to talk about doc brown the um eccentric inventor in the town and marty's only friend besides his girlfriend i guess i think, I think marty's actually he has this whole band i think he's actually he's probably popular. pretty popular guy i think he just has a weird he needs a father figure who is confident and if anything else doc is confident doc is, <laughs> well he wasn't confident any of his inventions would work but uh, so, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, my 
I, I'm changing this actually last minute. I was going to go with John Malkovich, and I'm not going to anymore because I think John Malkovich is awesome, ex- great actor. But Forrester, when you brought up Jesse Plemons, I think Brian Cranston would be such a fun Doc Brown. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, are you, are, you th- are you thinking like a mix of like Hal from Malcolm in the Middle to Walter White? No, I just I don't know. Like I only I don't I just he's he's he can be funny. He can just because yeah. John Malkovich is great and he can be funny, but he's more of kind of a dry funny. Well, John Cranston can bring a really big energy and be like over the right. top and like crazy eyes and shit so i think i'm mean, with brian cranston on this he's an excellent actor he he loves being silly and funny but he can also do serious stuff and not that the movie's overly serious but i think brian cranston clambering up the clock tower hanging off the uh you know hanging off the statue and shit like i think it'd be very fun and i bet he'd have an absolute blast going great scott marty <laughs> <laughs> i think i think that's a, i think that's a pretty good choice i like it Will he have the hair? (laughs) Yeah, we can put on whatever hair. Like, that's the thing is, like, he is an older guy, but probably just in his 60s. I think, yeah. Brian Cranston, you're right, 100% right that he can act the part. My concern is, can he look the part? Because, like, Christopher Lloyd looks like a mad scientist. I think instead of crazy hair going out, you give him, like, crazy long hair coming off the back of his head. Maybe missing an eyebrow or something. It got burnt off, all right? Oily rags and stuff. You know, it got burnt off, Marty. I, I would be... Oh, don't worry about that, Marty. It's, it's, it's inconsequential. <laughs> I, see, I, I, would be, I would be hesitant to do that with Brian Cranston because he... So he, Brian Cranston is somebody who's very easy to make look too intimidating. You're saying but shaving he, an but, eyebrow. But with the right makeup artist, you could make him look crazy. But like think, fun, but fun, crazy, not scary, crazy. I think you can make him look like a mad scientist. Yeah. I think you. It is, yeah. It's not the same haircut, but some other kind of crazy hair, like maybe a really yeah. bad comb over or something, or like just like long, like, like that, stringy actually. hair. Yeah, I, I like the comb over thing because then you go back in time and he doesn't have a comb over. He just has like luscious hair or oh, something. Yeah. No, back in time he's gonna have like sweet, <laughs> like God, that's. I like that. That's pretty fun. I, mean, I like that too. And I do like that as a, like a, even though it was a last minute decision, I think it is inspired, Chris. Truly I, inspired. John Malkovich would have been, would have been good, but I feel much when I, even when I wrote that down, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, right. but yeah, John Malkovich or, or Brian Cranston, definitely the one I'm going with. Yeah. And I think so, just go hundred percent like Hal, like Hal yeah. when he's having fun and actually happy from Malcolm in the middle, <laughs> yeah. which is not yeah. often. But that's him really letting loose, and you're like, perfect. No, but but even, no, but even like so, like even when Hal gets angry, he's still silly. Yeah, and, yeah, but like, like I'm remembering. Malcolm that's why I said you don't need like, any. You don't need any Walter White in this. That's all I'm saying. No. Yeah. Yeah. Although Doc is on. No, it. I, th- I think I, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Now, Sam, yeah, who yeah, did you pick to play Doc Brown? So. I, Chris, I think you and I were originally on the same wavelength. Uh, a wavelength. I uh, my first thought was John Malkovich because they have a lot of the same look, um, and and he could be like he can be a pretty funny guy. He could play crazy absolutely very well. But then like I started watching more and more, and like I just like I cannot get Jim Carrey out of my mind. I think that Jim he's Carrey in there would make with Chris Hemsworth and the 
Yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey and Chris Hemsworth living rent free in Sam's head. <laughs> yeah, but I like I'm watching. That. So, have you guys watched the new Sonic movie? No, but I've heard it's good. It's very good. Uh, Jim Carrey plays the villain in that, and that is the villain's a mad scientist, and that Doctor exactly Robotnik what I'm for our gamer for, for fans. Yeah. Yeah, Whoa, Chris, are you a gamer? <laughs> Whoa! Crack open a Mountain Dew, bro! It's a Baja Blast. Yeah, I, I think you're right that that's an excellent... That is, Jim Carrey's a very like eccentric person, and he is fun eccentric, so that's it's, it's got he's similar a very, energy. He's a very fun, physical actor. Yeah. Right, he, I, think, I think delivering the lines, he nailed every single one of them. He, I mean... Some of the lines didn't quite hit home in the movie, and I think that Jim Carrey could hit all of the lines home. I think the only thing you have to watch out with, I think it's a good pick. The only thing you have to watch out for with Jim Carrey is him like not turning up to 11, because you don't need full Jim Carrey in this movie. You don't need him to be Ace Ventura crawling no. out of a rhino's ass. Like you need no, no, no. to turn a little bit down. <laughs> To like maybe a nicer version which of the is, Grinch, which is why, which is why I would I would encourage you to watch the Sonic movie. It's good. I think it's still on Amazon Prime because he hits a lot of it really good there. The oh, there's only a few points where I would have where I would let Jim Carrey turn it up in the movie, and like one of it's when he's trying to plug the lightning back in. Yeah, he could be real. It's like whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah. like real fun, silly, just like gangly ass arms and legs for sure. I know I do. I do like the pick. Yeah. You just wouldn't want him to go like too fucking overboard with the uh insanity because i like jim carrey a lot but like i'm not a fan of all of his stuff because sometimes for me it's just like it just like it's sometimes it's cringy to me and i know that's probably an unpopular take but when he goes like to jim carrey it's like oh geez it's hard to watch it's an it's an age but Mm -hmm. but so it's a bit of an age thing it's also a bit of an evolution thing like jim carrey so like when people think of jim carrey being like overly jim carrey it's all the movies that he did in like the early 2000s in the 90s mid 90s yeah uh and then he does he doesn't typically play those characters anymore not not to that degree yeah no for sure so you're thinking jim carrey from number 23 right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a family i want want him in his horror phase (laughs) jim carrey from kick ass (laughs) too So, so far, listeners, by the get way, get those Libyans. <laughs> get them, hit girl. Oh, God. By the way, listeners, we've made Sam almost spit out his drink twice tonight so far. So we're pretty <laughs> three, happy. Three times. Three oh, times. three times. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Oh, um, All now, over my MacBook. <laughs> speaking of spitting stuff out, Forrester, spit out your pick for uh, Doc Brown, please. Oh, no. This is not something to spit out. This is one you, you savor. You. You enjoy it. Uh, and when I say the name, you'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. I thought of someone who I was like, I always think of this person. He's my Chris Hemsworth to Sam, whatever that relationship is. Uh, brought him up several times. If you haven't guessed you by now. cast Tom Holland <laughs> as Doc. I, I didn't cast Tom Holland as Doc. I cast Antonio Banderas. Yay! As crazy eccentric. I know I brought I it up it. so many times. Guys, he did the thing. He did the thing live <laughs> on the show. Because just imagine him it. with that he accent and doing his like hunched over, excited, throwing his hands out in front of him kind of thing. And when he talks about the door, he's like, I wanted to go, why not to have a little bit of style? Like that? Like you believe it. This is so right. amazing. Ah, ah. I'm like oh, so excited it. about it. And he's so good with like, oh, he does whack. I'm so, I'm, 
I'm very, I'm very happy with this pick. Have you, have you had the pleasure of watching Acts of Vengeance? <laughs> no, it's on the list, but he's done a lot. I, that would, I don't want to watch. <laughs> uh, if if you have an hour and a half that you don't care about, I would definitely watch that movie. And then come back to me with your thoughts. <laughs> I, for, I, I'm gonna leave it there. It doesn't, it doesn't relate to his character at all. It's just like weird stuff that Antonio Banderas does. Yeah, I think he's just, he's a very charismatic guy. And I think once you get him going, he actually has that doc personality of like really excited about things. He just wants to show everyone these things um, that I think he'd be really great for that. Also, just, you could do the same thing, the hair thing where it's like, he has his short hair now, but go back into like the eighties and he's got like his like locks, like the curls. Oh, yeah, God. that's a, that's an excellent pick. We're, yeah. we're so happy for you. We're finally going to make it happen for a movie. It was like, oh, there's probably a better pick, but like, I always bring up his name. This one, I was like, one where I was like, this is actually a really good role for him, and I just I want to see him do this role. <laughs> All right, excellent. Uh, so next up, we'll be talking about recasting Marty McFly, Marty McCool J. Uh, so I'm going to kind of call him because we're like close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in, in my movie and uh, this is one like i like the pick but i i don't i don't know if i'm i'm fully on board with it but i picked jack quaid i think jack quaid would be a fun marty mcfly um sammy's huey from the boys if you're looking him up oh right now. okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah jack quaid and also related to randy quaid, quaid and uh dennis quaid it's Paul dennis Mac. quaid is his dad <laughs> You yeah. learned that on an episode a little while ago, didn't you? Look, first, sir? I learned lots of things on this show. Um, this yeah, is Jack, educational. <laughs> yes, it is. Jack Quaid, he's you know, fun, uh, young dude, um, kind of like a little bit of like a nerdy energy, but he's also like, I'm thinking if like, like kind of like his character from the boys, but if he was more confident and yeah. more kind of self assured, because I and I think he could do that. He's an actor, he's a fun, but he's also very fun, and I bet he'd be more fun in this kind of like lighthearted. Uh, movie as well because it's not uh, as dark and bloody as the boys obviously um obviously. i think i think jack quaid would be a lot of fun playing guitar really? skateboarding around town i like that actually i think that's a pretty good pick because he does have i think he could play a cooler character yeah he's an actor i'm sure like, he's a cool guy no, but i mean like some people are just like naturally good at it. i think he could just take on that role quite well Mm-hmm. And have that little twinge of nervousness that like Marty has where he's just, he is unsure, but he's unsure because like, it's a lot of his father. Let's just blame his father. <laughs> yeah. His, his family started movie fucking sucks. They're terrible. Every single one of them sucks. <laughs> his mom sucks. His dad sucks. And his brother and sister suck. I mean, what's, what's wrong with his sister? She seems fine. I don't know. I just didn't like her vibe. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't like you. Fuck you, for no reason. Yeah, I think Jack Way is actually an excellent point. I kind of I this is the one pick where I feel the least sure about. That was me too. Like the other ones, um, I'm like, yeah, these guys, but Marty McFly, it's great character. And it's like, how do you pick some like who do you pick? So yeah, I went with Jack Way yeah, because I was trying yeah. to change things up for me as well because I didn't want to pick who I thought would be an obvious choice <laughs> and who may have gotten picked, so yeah, I don't want to mention yeah. them. But uh <laughs> I think maybe Forrester. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> Uh, anyway, Sam, did yeah, you Sam, pick the obvious somebody? pick? I, I did pick, I think I picked the obvious pick. I, I went with Tom Holland. 
Yeah. 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 It, he is. I, I applaud you, Chris, for not going yeah. with him. Listen, I was this close. We could have all picked the same guy. I like, know. We use him in so much. Yeah. But he's so but good. This does he's feel. So, he's so good. Like, here's, let's does, be honest. Tom Holland is like, my first pick. I'm just, going with Jack. McQu- I'm going with Jack Quaid. But Tom Holland would be cast in this movie if it was made today. Like the most. Generally, we cast him for a lot because like he's a talented guy. He's very good. This actually feels like a perfect role for him. Generally, we bounce around a lot, and like he's just a good young actor. This is actually like he is a really good Marty, and that's oh, yeah. why it's hard. I didn't want to pick him because like we pick him for so many things, but. If I could erase those other picks, partially because most of them weren't mine, I would. <laughs> and I would just have this pick because it feels Sorry. perfect for him. Yeah, exactly. Sam, yeah. you want to you add to that because you guys both picked him? So for, for me, he was, he was the right height. Like Tom, Tom Holland is 5'8". Right. He's not tall, but he's not short. Uh, for me, he contrasts my, uh, my Biff pretty well. Like Biff is what like eight inch my biff is like eight inches taller than him yeah <laughs> seven eight i don't know i don't i don't know math, math he's, he's quite he's quite a big quite a quite a deal taller than uh than it will tower over him but like on top of that like tom holland has the chops to play somebody who is like 85 percent confident in himself and i think that's what marty is 1985 oh never mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> Debbie just hit the wall. Never had it all. Uh, uh, I was referencing the movie, but yeah, okay, Bowling for no, Soup. No, I know. I was, I was referencing the other thing. Yeah, but. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I made all those points that he is just like he. I think he is kind of a Marty character, just in general. So it's, mm-hmm. it's hard not to cast him as his role. I want uh, to. The only other one I thought of was like Ansel Elgort, and I was like, he's just he's not as good as Tom no. Holland when it comes to this. Tom Holland is the pick. And I'm just, because I, I think I picked I like him. Jack Quaid, but I picked yeah. him for other stuff, so I can't and go back. I picked Tom Holland a bunch recently, so I'm like, I don't want to pick Tom Holland every episode. People are going to start getting bored of the show. But he is the absolute correct pick for this, and the obvious, like, yeah, it's all yeah. it is. I went with someone I've been talking about forever, and then I went with someone who we've been talking about forever, like Antonio <laughs> yeah. Banderas and Tom Holland. I'm like, that's such a weird chemistry that, it feels like they could be lifetime, like lifelong friends somehow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I would love to see them interact together in a movie. Yeah, I don't know what to expect, but you know it will be good. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's a stellar, a stellar pick, Sam and Forrester. Um, so that's that wraps a, that, that wraps up our. Uh, good. Yeah. Oh, this wraps, wraps it up. Wraps up our human recasting. Wraps up our human recasting. <laughs> it's the first time. For the first time, we're recasting a non-human character. Um, yeah. We're making so, a way for the Transformers. <laughs> well, funny you should mention Transformers, Forrester, because the car I recast, so instead of DeLorean, in my version of Back to the Future, it's a Pony, it's a 2009 Pontiac Solstice GXP, which is not Bumblebee's car, but the car, the Transformer Jazz in the original Transformers movie, he was like he was like Optimus Prime's like right hand guy. He gets torn in half by Megatron near the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but the Pontiac Solstice GSP two thousand nine GXP. Okay, it's if you see that in the street, you know right away. Oh, that's Pontiac Solstice. It is a, it is a very recognizable car. 
much like the DeLorean is like, that's a fucking DeLorean. You know what a Pontiac Solstice looks like as soon as you see, even if you don't know what it is, you see that car, like, I know what the, I know that car. I recognize that. It actually kind of looks like an old Dodge Viper. <laughs> almost, almost. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. Car talk right now. Zero to 60 in 5.5 seconds. That means you're hitting 88, maybe about eight seconds. Okay? okay. That's enough time to get away from the Libyan terrorists. Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid, yeah. And yeah. like I already said before, instantly recognizable. It's already been in movies. The car is already an actor. James Bond? <laughs> uh, probably not James Bond. No, that is actually James Bond <laughs> drives better cars in a Pontiac okay. Solstice. But uh, Austin Martin generally, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's already been in movies. It's an actor. It's got IMDb cred. <laughs> so I think... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry. The, the top question on Google is, is a Pontiac Solstice a good car? <laughs> DeLorean's not a good car. Yeah, no, DeLorean's actually not a not a great car. It's, it doesn't <laughs> matter if the Pontiac Solstice is a good car. I think I think it makes more sense. I actually don't. I like that pick. It does feel. Question is, are they still going back to 1985? Which is still fine. You can still use a, like a new car in 1985. But I like. For me, the main part of this was. Marty going like, but a DeLorean? He'd be like, but a Pontiac? And I think it still hits They don't make Pontiacs anymore. Pontiac shut down years ago. But I'm saying it (laughs) still works in 1985 for him to be like a Pontiac. I don't even know if those, I mean, I'm assuming they existed back then, but it feels like an appropriate joke where, and also, okay, yeah, I'll I'll talk about it when I get to my pick, but it's not a bad choice. I do like it. It's yeah, solid. I thought I, I kept I couldn't look. figure out what kind of car I wanted to go with. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go with them. I, I kept coming back to the Pontiac Solstice. I'm like, okay, gotta go with it. I mean, we all have our faves and stuff. It's a solid pick. It's fun. Yeah, Sam. Sam, tell us what your so, dream ride is. So my my my, <laughs> Chris first, my first thought was to go. My first thought, yeah, Chris Hemsworth go. With, no, my first thought was to go with uh, Vin Diesel's. Vin Diesel's car from Fast and Furious, but then, but then I took like a sharp left turn, and and I didn't quite make that quarter mile. Um, you never I, had I, me. I, you I, never I had your car. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that uh, the Nissan Cube <laughs> would be fantastic. God, that sucks. I mean, that's a good pick. That car, no, it's not. Yeah. Like that's so fuck ugly. It's not a bad. Like it's thing. such. A, it's such a bad car. It's perfect. Do they even it's make got those lots anymore? of they... room for a flux capacitor? No, I don't think so. I hope not. I think they stopped it's making them so in like two thousand five. Ugly. Such a bad car, but good fixing. Uh, yeah, you, you could fit an extra time machine car in the fucking back of that thing <laughs> with the fold and go seats. <laughs> yeah, basically. God, it Where's sucks. all this? Like, who's hockey and soccer gear is this? Oh, I have to drop the kids off later. Marty. <laughs> We've got practice tonight, Marty. Oh. That's why the, I need the, the time the, machine. The, <laughs> the games are at the same time. Yeah. So he can, he can be there and support his kids. What a That's good, right. He's a good, good dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, He's doing his best. I, I like that thing. Nissan very Cube. Thing. Here's guys... the thing, though. If... I saw someone driving a Nissan Cube around today. I would assume there's some sort of nuclear grade weapon or something in the back of that vehicle. <laughs> like there's gotta be some like freaky deaky science shit going on. Cause no one just owns a Nissan Cube. Asymmetry? <laughs> not by choice. Like, like, are you like, it's a, not a bad car, is it, right? <laughs> is it required by law? Like, do you, are you, are you in trouble? <laughs> if you drive a Nissan, a Nissan Cube, people know you just, 
got out of jail for something heinous. That's right, yeah. Nissan guys, Cube drivers. You're all criminals. I gotta say, you guys went way different directions than I thought you would. Like, really different directions. <laughs> I think the way Sam and I are thinking and looking at it is like, it is, the DeLorean is a shitty car, but it is instantly recognizable. If you see that car on the street, you know what yeah. it is. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're both right about this. Yeah. And it's funny that like, I'm, I spent so much, not, I did spend a lot of time on this and not because I was like having a hard time, like picking one. I was, but mostly I was really enjoying the ride, but um, uh, I originally was like, Oh, I'm going to go super futuristic, pick like a concept car that might come out that looks so futuristic. And I was like, that might be weird. Like it just, it didn't feel quite right to me. So then I started looking at 1980s cars to try and get as close as I could to kind of the original without being, you know, a DeLorean. And it was a, oh my God, it was so fun looking through just these like more obscure, like 1980s cars that are horrible and (laughs) so good at the same time. Um, And the key thing is I wanted something that Marty could believably say, oh, that's not a good car. And Doc being like, it's so cool. And like them clearly differing on that point. And I found the perfect one in the uh, Lancia Delta S4 Stradelli. You're going to have to look this up. But first, I want you to look up just the Lancia Delta. This is for the audience at home, too. It is not a fucking nice car. Like, you look up the Lancia Delta, that picture on Wikipedia looks like just a shitty family vehicle. But when you look up the Stradelli and, like, in, uh, like, silver... It looks kind of like futuristic from the 1980s point of view. Okay. The other thing is it's a rally and like a race car. Basically, mm-hmm. it was built to be very fucking fast at the time, which it's not like incredibly fast now, but apparently it could reach 225 kilometers. Wow. At the time, that's pretty big. It's the yeah. right era, started in 1985. So it would have been like brand spanking new, but the Delta had been out since I- 79. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> oh, I, I thing, think I, like, that's. I think that's that's a fun pick. I think it's the appropriate pick for the nineteen eighties. Uh, also, it could reach uh, in six seconds. It got to hundred kilometers. So it's pretty it's good. Similar speed to Chris's car, actually. <laughs> well, no, the Pontiac Solstice is zero to sixty in five point five. That's not. You're going yeah. zero to one hundred in yeah, six it's seconds. Well, no, but it's, that's sixty-two. So it's zero to sixty in six seconds. So it's half a second off, but half a second off for like a car that's twenty-five years older. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, sixty also, miles just, and hundred kilometers. Right. It's about the same thing. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it just like this car looks dumb cool is the best way i put it like when you see it in silver with the weird like they're like wind catches stabilizers things on it that you're like what do those do it doesn't matter they look cool (laughs) they probably do do something um yeah but the main thing is it looks sort of like the delta like the family car but it's the cool version (laughs) awesome i also well you know we wrapped up our (laughs) recasting there i want to give some honorable mentions to cars uh we almost picked pontiac aztecs (laughs) Yes. <laughs> honda uh, elements pretty oh, much every lamborghini i i, I, I sorry forcer you like you jogged my memory and i think i think i figured out like the perfect the perfect car to cast uh the like a 1970 ford pinto <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, not bad, not bad. A pinto dog. For for for, for <laughs> listeners for listeners who don't know what what the pintos are, they they were the car that was known to explode, <laughs> just, just spontaneously combust. I, not a gas tank, and they would just light on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, but there's that, a reason they don't make them anymore. Just a nuclear reactor right above the gas the gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> He drives it to the mall and nukes the town by accident. No, when he says, like, you disintegrated him. He's like, oh, God, Marty, I think I did. <laughs> um, I almost I almost casted OJ's Bronco. <laughs> Specifically OJ's Bronco. <laughs> I guess I thought that would be kind of fun. But, God, yeah. We're back. Yeah, but this this truck will never drive fast again. <laughs> Maybe a slow speed pursuit. <laughs> this truck's seen some shit. Highway. <laughs> um, excellent. So, yeah. listeners, that wraps up our recasting for Back to the Future. Now, boys, let's quickly go through our lists again and then tell each other if our new movie is as good, better, or worse than the original. Uh, so I had Biff played by Alex Hogue Anderson, Doc played by Brian Cranston, Marty played by Jack Quaid, and they're driving a Pontiac Solstice GS GXP, two thousand nine. So I, I really like Ryan Cranston as Doc, and I think your pick for Biff could be good and intimidating. I don't know how I feel about uh, Jack Quaid as as Marty. I think he could do a decent job, but I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say at least as good. Yay! Yeah. yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's a very fair. That's a fair thing. Fair judgment. It's a good, well cast movie. Something I meant to bring up earlier is that we were talking about how tight the script is, but there's moments where there's no lines, and the characters do like little faces and acting moments that really do like enhance the movie. Like that scene at the dinner table where the dad's like laughing and laughing, and like everyone in there is just like so clear that like the mom's miserable and they're like this is embarrassing and uncomfortable and everyone has that face on and they're nailing it <laughs> absolutely yeah so i think i think as good i do i do have a question though like okay <laughs> go ahead sam question away. So, sorry i say i i i go so going back to the movie and not chris's casting because i've already determined that it is at least as good Hooray. Uh, what was the deal with like the you know, 20 people coming out to check to see if Biff's okay, but like, where did they come from? What did they see? Why did the they involve themselves? They're all from the porno theater. It was the mid- after, after George <laughs> knocked it out. Whoa, what was that loud noise? Everyone, zip up. We got to check it out. I think it was just the middle of the day. There's like, like one it was person the middle of the, the day. Truck. So people were just out and about <laughs> in downtown. I was just sorry. I was about to say, no, it was, no, it was, it was, it was at night. It was during the dance. It was dark out. What? No. You tell me, when Biff which was chasing one? Marty with the oh, skateboard? Oh, when he gets punched. Oh, which one are you talking about? Because he gets No, 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 no. When when George punches Biff out. Knocked oh. Biff out. Oh, those were Biff other teenagers getting parked in their cars nearby yeah, who heard the fight. I mean, we talk a lot about his mom being um, horny as F, okay. but like everyone in this town is just like cranking it. Yeah, <laughs> 24-7. They were they were smushing butts. There's a reason that porno theater is in 1985 and 1955. Like it's in the same place. It's been in business for 30 it's, years. It's a legacy business. Yeah, you know why? Because this town, there's something in the water, <laughs> and it's horny juice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sam, 
Give us your list again, buddy, and we'll go. I through wonder that if they're next to like a Viagra. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, Chris, I agree oh, sorry, with everyone on your Forrester, pick except for uh, didn't... yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, Forrester, you're not done yet. We got <laughs> no. off. We got off track. I, there. I told you, it takes me an hour and then five yeah. minutes to finish. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I know. I mean, excellent point, Sam. Chris, I think as good. I like actually all your picks. I think the car is the only one I'm just like, eh. I know you're you're saying, oh, it's recognizable, but I'm like, it's not as recognizable as like other sports cars, right? Yeah, like because it's not good. I like know. a DeLorean. <laughs> you could have picked like a I would like a, I would just be I would just be like no, but no, but I actually no to, to 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 Chris's point, the only reason why we know what a DeLorean is is because of Back to the Future. Yeah, but I don't think the Pontiac's as bad. It's not as it's not as crazy that I don't know. Mm. I guess that's the point that I'm getting at that I wouldn't be like, oh that's a Pontiac. I'd still probably be like that kind of looks like I said like a Dodge Viper. <laughs> so I guess it might work. It's hard to say you're right. The movie made the DeLorean so who knows? Yeah. Maybe this one will make Pontiac. Awesome. Anyways now, now Sam. Sam now you can go through your list. <laughs> uh I cast uh Jacob Elordi as Biff, Jim Carrey as Doc Tom Holland as Marty and the Nissan Q as the car. I think it's probably as good again. Like the Tom Holland pick is just perfect. Like, um, and and you're there's like, yeah, Jim Carrey would be a fun doc. And like like we were just saying, I'm sure the guy you play Biff, although we're not as familiar with him, bet he you know be a big tough looking dude. I'm also not familiar with him, so. <laughs> wild swing by sam there and yeah the <laughs> nissan cube is an absolutely silly car yeah that you could build a time machine That's... in because it's so big in the fucking back so yeah i think it's as good i i have so many mixed oh. feelings about this <laughs> I, I yeah i will say as good as well i don't like it as much as chris's but the cube is like <laughs> such a dumb pick that it's, it actually might be a really good pick <laughs> like i i, I don't I mind the nissan for. cube as much as you guys clearly i don't hate it i think they were it's, trying to do something it was, either, it was either that or a fucking smart car no i think well the cube perfect because it's it's they were trying to do something different and that's what the delorean was trying to be is something different so like similar vein i think the cube was actually more successful much more successful <laughs> uh yeah i'll say that's good i like I mean, it. N- nissan's still around yeah now question is are they going back to like the 80s or are they going back still to the 50s because if you saw the nissan cube in the 50s you might be like that doesn't look like a car to me <laughs> they, they so they they would i think i think it's integral for the movie that they go back 20 to 30 years yeah yeah but i'm saying yeah, like you have to go you have to go back to when your parents are in high school so my parents weren't born in the 50s we're not going back to the pictures. okay. My dad was. <laughs> He's old. <laughs> Congratulations, Chris's dad. Probably doing better than most of us. <laughs> hey, he just retired after 40 plus years at the bank. Okay. So Woo! yeah, there go dad. Bad. Get that bag, as they say, <laughs> as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right, that's her. Forrester, um, give us your list again, buddy, and we will uh judge you on it. All right. Uh for Biff, I have Jesse Plemons. Uh, Doc, Antonio Banderas, Marty, Tom Holland, and the DeLorean, the 1985 Lancia Delta S4 Stradale. I feel the need to say all that. Also, in mine, even though it's being made now, it's still set in the 80s and the 50s. I had Mm. to put that in there because it's part of the reason I chose a 1980s car. (laughs) For sure. 
Ah, uh, again, I, I, I think a really good as good, like almost better. And I think Tom Holland and Antonio Banderas would be so much fun, but I think they also have, would have the same kind of energy together as Christopher Lloyd and, and, and uh, Michael J. Fox. Um, your pick for Biff. Great as well. The car, absolutely ridiculous. Um, like yeah. said, it's so great. That I, car. Yeah, oh. It's, it's I, dumb as shit. <laughs> I think that's yeah. good. That's good. I, I I'm gonna say as good. My my only concern actually does come from Antonio Antonio Banderas as Doc. I think he's he's a fun actor and it could be a good choice. Uh, my concern is he's good at being eccentric as a voice actor, but he tends to overplay it when he's live action. Yeah, that's fair. I was thinking of him specifically i always like his role and i've brought it up multiple times spendables three where he is just so high energy and excited to be around people just that yeah. but instead of being excited about being around people he's kind of oblivious to people and excited about science it's like excited okay. puppy dog energy i yeah. again i would walk i would i encourage you to watch uh accident i know i know then, it's and it's, then <laughs> it's and popped then up and i looked at it mind. and i was like oh it def- it no yeah i know i know because it's not a he does do serious roles quite often just usually they're not very memorable yeah that's why i put it no awesome. this, this uh, acts of vengeance i'm sorry it was a fucking like i am sad i watched that <laughs> wait sadder than saturday night fever <laughs> well it's forcer if you remember sam didn't watch saturday night fever he stopped i know but he made it at least 20 minutes in and <laughs> no I, 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 I watched about i watched about 50 I watched about fifty-five percent of it, but I finished Acts of Vengeance, so I guess not as sad. There you go, boom, boom, boom! I win. <laughs> there you go, um, amazing. Well, everybody, that will wrap up our recasting of Back to the Future, a a fun and slightly crazy movie about science gone horribly right. Um, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. It is a little trip through time, through cinema time, as it were. And now if you notice, it's probably about an hour and a half in your future. Where did that time go? You just <laughs> wasted it. You listen to this. Way yeah, to go, dummy. You can't get that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for wasting your time with us. Uh, we love it and we appreciate it. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinemaSwap. We'd really love for you, you know, tweet at us, send like, tell us if you like our picks, if you don't like our picks, if you think you could pick a better car than a Pontiac Solstice GXP or a Nissan Cube or whatever Fancy the fuck. A Delta for- S for Stradelli. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and again, thank you, Rob, for the cool idea to recast the the iconic car for the movie as well. Everybody check out Rob's uh, woodworking. He does some awesome stuff, raw creations. Um, and more important than all of that, where we're going, we don't need roads. Bye. Bye. Bye.